Bad Bias. I'm Stan, and this is Tyler. Today we got some major headlines in uh, around the sports nation. So uh, our first uh, sports headliner is the Alex Smith trade, or the proposed trade, I guess. Sir. Jumping right into things today, eh? Yep, jumping uh, right in. Uh, what was it? Alex Smith goes to the Chiefs for a second-round pick? Yep. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, pick 34. What are your thoughts on Alex Smith as a player? I'm not, I'm not too high on him. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. Well, I mean, he's had a rough career, kind of. He's had, like, his first seven years in San Francisco, he had seven different offensive coordinators, and I don't care how much talent you have. You go through that many coordinators, you're not going to put up the greatest of results. The guy was 21-5 and five in his last 26 starts and got benched for a rookie who had never played a game in his career. Um do you feel that the benching was because of his lack of play or just because Harborough thought Kaepernick could propel the 49ers to the Super Bowl? A little bit of both, I think. Uh, I mean, even if they didn't have Kaepernick, eventually I don't think they'd keep Alex Smith around. Do you think they would have made it that far with Smith? No. I don't think they would have. I think Kaepernick brought a new dimension to that team. A new... A new uh, I'm trying to say right. threat. Right. Well, remember last year they were a punt return fumble away from going to the Super Bowl, and uh, who who did the Giants beat in the Super Bowl last year? Patriots. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah the Patriots. Yeah. Brain fart. Um, so I mean, it's not like Alex Smith is bad per se. Do you feel his addition to the Chiefs makes them a playoff team? No. Is that a yes or no? Because the it's, playoff, I would say a borderline playoff team. Borderline? <laughs> I can say that because I mean the Colts made it and they had nobody. Yeah, running into yeah. Them. I mean, I mean they have a great running back, running game. They have pieces around the corner. If they keep Bo, that's they, that's a huge issue too. Because if they don't keep Bo, they have nobody at wide receiver. And who, who's their tackle right now? Uh, Brandon, Brandon Albert, Albert. they're probably going to let him go because they're going to take Jockle number one. You think so? Um, I mean, they had five players in the Pro Bowl last year on defense. Yeah. They're a team that won, what, two or three games? Yeah. They're... Yeah, I, I would say, ugh. I'll, I'll throw them in the playoffs. I'll get him to get a wild card. Who are the wild card teams this year were Indianapolis and oh, Baltimore, the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Um, I don't think Baltimore would be like that's another discussion. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> Alex Smith, I don't think, can make that impact by himself. He comes to a team okay, who has but, pieces with it. Okay. So. Who was, I think, like the worst at passing last year or something like that. Yeah, Castle was pretty bad. Yeah. They had Brady Quinn for a while, too, and he he's, was even worse. He's pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't get into that. <laughs> um, so you don't put Alex Smith up on the echelon of the upper. Is he in the below the elite? And the very yeah. good quarterbacks, or is he in just the mediocre class? He's not mediocre, low mediocre, I think. But he def- definitely makes his team a lot better. Just have just having an option to throw the ball. So he, you're saying he's he's, very, he's not good. He's horrible, but he's going to take the Chiefs he's, to he's, the playoffs. He's better. He's better than Matt Castle and Brady Brady Quinn. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think he's the solution at quarterback, but. I don't think they go very far in the playoffs, but Maybe I think they short-term can, answer. Yeah, I mean Alex Smith's not a franchise quarterback. He's not someone you can base your team off of. He's kind of just one of those pieces. They like, all right, well, we can get by with him. I feel like Alex Smith could win a Super Bowl. 
He doesn't. He's not the flashy type, but he doesn't make mistakes, and that is so underrated in the league, uh, especially with this new running running quarterback crap that honestly shouldn't last for more than two years. Um, once the uh, coordinators get a couple off seasons to look at the spread option, it'll be dead within a year and a half. And uh, all these commentators and analysts are saying that the league's changing. Um, I don't know if the league's changing more than the. Uh, Athletes are changing. I mean, this day and age, they're bigger, faster, and stronger than ever. And a typical pocket passer can run more than Peyton Manning now. And uh, it's still... Quarterback position will always rely more on the arm than on the legs. And I don't think that'll ever change. Moving on now, uh, in other news, New Jersey just uh, passed a bill stating that online gambling will be illegal... You big sports better Stan? Be be legal, you mean? Not illegal. I said legal. <laughs> I don't think you did. All right, sure, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, you're a big gambler, Stan. Uh, not much. Not much. Not. I'm not a big sports gambler because I'm really bad at it. Well, as we know by our favorite of the weeks. <laughs> yeah. um, are you? Do you have anything against the bill passing? Nothing against it. I think it's good. Get some extra revenue. Do you feel that... I would love it if Colorado had online gambling. Right, that would be great. Um, Do you feel it'll take away from the experience in Vegas? Because that's part of the mystique of going to Vegas and betting on sports and being there with all the nightlife and celebrities and stuff. I don't don't think it'll take away. The the part about Vegas that I like is you're actually there, you're doing it in person, not just online. Okay. I mean, you can still do online gambling through some weird places. The offshore places, which is the revenue part that I want to talk about now. Do you think that every state should legalize it? Because the rev- offshore revenue is in the billions and billions of dollars. Um, I don't have an exact number, but I know they make at least a couple billion a year off of um, online gambling. This translates to the states. You know, we're in a pretty rough patch in our economy. Do you feel that this could be the solution to politics, sports? <laughs> Sports gambling? Yeah. Online? <laughs> hey, well, I like the idea of all, of all online gambling well, in the States it, being legal. It, but, it, I mean, this has its flaws, obviously. But uh, Yeah, about uh, gambling addiction. Yes, and that and also the <laughs> Risking it to younger, younger audiences. And then the integrity of the sports come into play. Yeah, that's true. Do you feel with the gambling becoming legal, and if it becomes legal in more and more states, I know Delaware is in the process of doing it as well. There will become more illegal activity in refereeing, or will honesty prevail? I I don't think there would be more. I think there'd be more people watching for it, and more security about the kind of refs. And okay, so the security would improve because of the bill passing. Yeah, they'd be okay. like, guys, since there's so much gambling, we gotta watch right, this and make right, sure right. it doesn't That's get fair. out of hand. That's fair. Um, I mean, arguments can be made for both sides, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Let's move on now to some college basketball. Uh, Indiana went down last night to Minnesota. Did you get a chance to catch any of the game? I did watch watch some of the game. It was a fun game. Oh, yeah, it was a great game. Are you okay with Minnesota storming the court? Yeah. Yeah, Taking that number one, yeah. You got to. You got to. Who who was that kid who made that block on Aladipo? That was insane. Uh, I don't know if I caught that play. Oh, that, it was towards the end. It was 
Oladipo takes Victor Oladipo takes a, a three pointer. I think they're down by five or something, six. Okay, so the right end. at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then he takes it in the corner, and this guy jumps from the paint. He gets oh, it's oh. if you think they catch it and watch it, it's it is incredible. All right, we'll have to do. Um, I don't know who his name is. I can't remember who it was, but so I that play. That was right. the one play that stuck out. Okay, so another number one goes down. Um, has this year been crazy or what with yeah. college basketball? The parody is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and this this tournament's going to be fun to watch. Right? I, uh, the one that comes to mind is the George Mason Final Four. You, do you think we could have another mid-major make the Final Four this year? Definitely, definitely. you have any teams in mind with that? Any mid-majors on your radar? Um, not CSU. <laughs> the Rams? Yes, oh. yes, Final Four, baby. There's, anyway, I, I, there might be some. I'm trying to think. Uh, like, would you say a St. Louis or a Butler or a Gonzaga? How about Gonzaga? Number two in the nation? Oh, yeah. A, a do you feel they have a chance at a title? Gonzaga? Yes. Definitely. Okay. B, do they deserve to be number one next week? Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. They're 27-2. and two. Yeah. They have a pretty nice resume. They do play in a weak conference. Would you take... All right, say this half. Say Duke beats Miami. Yeah. Who's number five, so that's three versus five. And then, who do they play on Saturday? Uh, Gonzaga? No, Gonzaga plays Portland on Saturday. Another that should be an easy win. But Duke? who does Duke play on Saturday? Let's look it up real quick. Oh, Miami. They play Virginia tomorrow. Okay. So do you think the voters will take the win over Miami, which is on its home court, and catapult them ahead of Gonzaga, or will Gonzaga jump from number two to number one? I think if they beat my if Duke beats Miami, I think they'll get jumped up to number one. You do. And Gonzaga with day two, and I think Indiana will drop somewhere. I don't right, know. they'll go three, yeah. four, five, somewhere down there. Yeah. Um, do you feel there'll be more outrage if Gonzaga is number one next week, or if they stay number two and Duke jumps them? Because Gonzaga's a good team. They are I good. Mean, and they have a, how can I say, a player of the year, but a player of the year candidate. In that Canadian. Oh, Olenek will not win the player of the year. <laughs> he, I, yeah, he's, 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 he's in the conversation, though. Get out of here. No way. <laughs> um, I don't know. If there's what? More outrage. If, if Gonzaga if stays Duke number is... two or Duke jumps them. Because 27-2, they beat, they lost to Illinois and uh, some other team. I can't remember. They have some good wins on their resume, too. Um. I don't. I don't think there'll be that big of an outrage if Duke jumps to a one. No, oh, okay. Just the national bias on the Gonzaga, because yeah. most people will say Gonzaga's good, but they aren't a number one caliber team. We'll take it to the next level. Do you think Gonzaga gets a number one seed in the tournament? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, with all the parity. Mm-hmm. How far do you think Gonzaga can go in the tourney? Because almost. They're pretty much locked in at a number one, and if they lose a couple games, they'll probably, if maximum, they'll lose one more, and that might knock them down to a number two. I could see them... I could see them going to the final four. I would say Elite Eight. 
Elite Eight? Yeah. Not even Final Four? Possibly Final Four. I'm not 100% confident in them. Like, I'm not 100% confident in any team. But That's the thing about yeah. this year's tourney. Yeah, there's, no, so there's no team that I'm like, oh, they're definitely in the Final right. Four. Right, because you feel like any team can beat any team, but if they have one off night in the tournament... They're going down. They're yeah. going down, right? There's not that... There's no Kentucky this year. There's no team of five NBA starters that's just yeah. going to wipe through the floor with everybody. Every single game will probably be competitive, and... Uh, Legitimately, there could be ten to fifteen teams that have a shot at the national title. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Going from college basketball now, move on to the NBA playoffs coming up soon. So, what teams do you think are real contenders in that are currently seated in the playoffs at the moment? Real contenders? Yeah. In the West, who do you, you think is a major contender? The West, to me, comes down to Oklahoma City and San Antonio. Okay. You might be able to throw the Clippers in there, but um, I have not been a long-time supporter of Vinny Del Negro or the Clippers um, for a long time. I just don't think they have what it takes. Um, is there any Dark Horse team? Besides those top three? A Dark Horse team? I... If uh, Memphis-Denver goes, if that's a matchup in the playoffs, the winner of that um, is a dark horse. I don't think they have a realistic shot, but if you have to you give me a dark horse, give me one team out of the West, it's going to be the winner of that Memphis-Denver series. Um, both those teams um, are pretty underrated. Um, really, in the West, it comes down to will Oklahoma City have that one bad series of shooting? Um, San Antonio, they just do their thing in the regular season and roll and roll. Um, we'll see if they crumble, because they were on fire in last year's uh, playoffs and just lost four in a row to Oklahoma City. So they're a legitimate contender, too. Um, in the East, though, it really comes down to Miami versus everyone else. Um, I don't think anyone can knock them off, honestly. Yeah, you don't think the Pacers can? They're the one team that can give them problems. Get physical with them. But the thing is, they're going to have to meet them in the finals. And I have this gut feeling that Indiana is going to lose before the finals. Um, I don't know to who. Maybe a Boston team or a Bulls or a Knicks winner. Um, I just have that gut feeling that they're not ready to take that next step. Next year, they'll be able to... Well, because they challenged them last year. Yeah, they, they went up 3-0, didn't they? Not 3 What was it? 3-1? Three one, and then they lost the rest of them. Yeah, I think so. That, that was Boston, I think. I think Indiana was yeah. up two one. I'm not sure, but um, this just a style thing. Their style matches up well because they beat up people down low, and Miami really doesn't have any low post presence. Um, but they no one can cover LeBron this year, um, and he'll get all the calls in the playoffs. You know that, and Indiana lacks a true. True, true superstar, even though Danny Granger is pretty good, and so is David West. Paul George. And Paul George is My pick for the three-point contest. <laughs> he's an he's a up-and-comer. He's good, though. Um, but, yeah, it's Miami and OKC probably, with maybe the Spurs, because they will have home court most likely because their schedule is easy, and they have home court for a lot of their remaining schedule. Okay. What about, what about Nuggets? In the no, playoffs. Hold on. I want to talk about the uh, that eighth seed in the West. It's coming down to pretty much the Lakers, 
Houston, and I guess Utah, maybe, if they slide. You could maybe throw Portland in there. Do you think it stays the same with Houston and Utah in that 7-8, or do you see the Lakers creeping up and getting in on this? I don't see the Lakers making the playoffs. I I, I think that a Houston team is going to keep going. Really? I, li- I like that Harden and Lynn in there. They just play no defense. Yeah, but they, they can put up some points. They can't. They can score, but yeah. I mean, defense wins games. But it is the regular season. We'll see how much teams start trying to care down the stretch. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Utah might drop out, I think. If there's one team to drop right. out, it'd be. Yeah. I think it'd be Utah. It but might. I think they can stay in. The thing is not that I think the Lakers are that good. It's just that I think Utah and Houston are that bad. Um... I mean, I watched the Lakers-Nuggets game the other night, and we ran all over them. That was not a playoff team. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. That was not a playoff team at all. Um, they didn't know it hit them. <laughs> yeah, it was like a freight train. Um, but I, they have enough talent, and uh, that bum 24 has enough will that uh, he might just carry him on his back to an eighth seed. Um, they're, they're, what, three games out? Yeah, that's, it's really not that far away, you know. Um, and I know they have two games left versus Houston and maybe even more versus Utah. I can, I, I see them in the playoffs, man. Um, I know they're not that good, but, um, it's an eighth seed. The eighth seed's not really that good every year in and out. It just happens to be the Lakers this year, you know? Yeah. If they do get the eighth seed, I, do, I wouldn't want to play them. Oh, no, absolutely. In the playoffs, yeah. Never. <laughs> so. You get a team with that much talent, and you don't want to play that. Yeah. Especially one versus eight. Yeah, especially with Kobe Bryant on team. Yeah, you know, you don't want to see him in the playoffs. <laughs> All right, so Nuggets playoff chances. Well, we're definitely going to make it. Okay. <laughs> There's no no doubt about that. We're not about, falling back to oh, About advancing in the playoffs. Who would, who would you want to play in the playoffs? Well, who do I want? I want to play Golden State, but that's not going to happen. We're going to play Memphis, pretty much. It's pretty much a guarantee to me. Okay. Um, do you feel that the Nuggets need home court advantage to beat Memphis in a playoff series? Mm, yeah, I'm going to go, yes. You think we need it? Yeah. See, I don't. I think we have the talent. As long as the will's there, and I think we'll play hard in the playoffs, um, I don't think we need home court to beat Memphis. Um I think we can steal one on the road, and that's all we need because you don't know what's coming to Denver. And, yeah, I mean, all, and running with us. <laughs> all, those, all those are going to be competitive. Get the Taylors, yeah, yeah, you can guarantee that. Um, so, I, but I, that second round will play the Spurs, right? If they if they win, depending on it, could even be the Lakers. It, can, it mean, could be the Lakers if they came in. Do you feel because if the Lakers beat the Spurs? Well, I think I think we crush a, a lot. A lot has to happen for that. Yeah. First of all, do you? So, but what about San Antonio? Uh, I don't. I don't think we can beat San Antonio. Oh yeah, neither do I. Um, it's tough to get a win down in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Pretty almost harder to get a win in San Antonio than it is in Denver. Um, so even if they lost all the games here, they could probably win all four in San Antonio. Um, so let's hope the Lakers get the eighth seed. Beat <laughs> San Antonio. Scared, right? Yep. And then we get then we get them at home. <laughs> that And then we crush the Lakers at home. Yeah. And then, then Oklahoma City. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hope. Um, the gauntlet that is the Western Conference in the NBA is uh 
you got to be good to, to make it through all those teams and get to the finals. Um, who, who do you have in the finals as of now, Stan? OKC, and I'll take Indiana. You're going well, to take the Pacers? I'm taking the Pacers. My Paul George. You know LeBron is on the dominating chair. This is his MJ run, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know. Wow. I'll take the Pacers. Oh, oh wow. Okay. I'm going to go uh, Miami, and uh, I wish I could believe in San Antonio, but I just can't. Uh, Miami, OKC again. All right. Uh, I just I don't like that matchup. It just It's tough to pick anything other than that, you know? Yes. Put the Pacers. Put the Pacers. Watch out. Watch out. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Remember Uh, to follow us on Twitter at TheMileHighBias. Let us know what you think. Um, Send out some tweets. Uh, We'll hit you back with a retweet. We'll try to. We'll try to, yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll be right back. Oregon team on the road. Bounce pass inside the boat. The kicks the slam and a foul from behind by Jeremy Jacob. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> okay, so this is our second goal. I got five on it. I got five on it. Keep on in Who we asking five questions about this week? We'll, we'll do it with CSU. The Randys. The all yeah. right. Oh. Fell out of the rankings this week. They did fall out, yeah. All right, let's do it. So the first question is how will the Rams recover from this two-game losing streak? <sighs> it's only the second two-game losing streak of the year. Last time they bounced back with a solid win streak. Um, I feel a lot of that last losing streak had to do with the schedule, or the current losing streak, I guess. Um, they had a tough four-game stretch with San Diego State at Air Force, at UNLV, and home to New Mexico. The UNLV loss, we lost by two. I mean, we got down big in the first half, but we fought back. Made a nice comeback. Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually kind of like it because I'd rather have the team wake up and realize that they can't just sleepwalk through games and because uh, they're going to have to play better than they've been playing in the tournament, especially on the defensive end. Um that, and we just need to come to play on the road. We get down in these big holes, and we just we fight back because we're a good, solid, fundamental team, but uh, the holes are just too big to overcome. Um, we should get back on track tonight against Fresno. I think this will be a good game. We'll be mad, and we're at home uh, trying to rebuild this uh, home winning streak. Um, Fresno's not very good. We'll get a steamroll, and then, I mean, the rest of the year we don't. We play at Boise, at Wyoming, and home to Nevada. Really all four winnable games. Um, so we'll get on that. We're going to do a little roll into the Mountain West tourney and hopefully win a couple big ones there to propel the confidence going into the NCAA tournament. Okay. And so how, how much do you think these uh, two losses are going to affect our the big dance seating? The seating, it'll affect it kind of pretty big, but... Um, I mean, we're still going to make it regardless. Um, I mean, unless we lose the next four, which I don't see happening. But um, if we would have won the Mountain West, if we would have won out... Win these last four games? No, if we would have beat UNLV in New Mexico in the last four, we might have even gotten a three, a three seed, because we would be, what, 
26 and 3 or something like that. 26 and 4. Yeah. Yeah, 26 and 4 in Mount West. That would give us a 3. 20, 27 and 4, I think. 27 and 4. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now we're probably going to fall back into the uh, 6 7 range, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Because you get that six seed, you get the eleven matchup, which is probably going to be against the mid major, and then you get the second round, you get a three seed, which will probably that be, be tough. yeah, all in all, it's a three seed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll definitely be tough. Um, but it's better than playing a number one or number two seed, arguably. Um, and you get that seven seed, you get the number ten seed, which normally is a lower echelon major conference team. Which wouldn't be that bad. And then you get the second round with the number two seed. Um, Seeding-wise, it dropped us a couple seeds, but we're still okay. And uh, I think we'll bounce back. Okay. So there's been a lot of close games lately in our uh, last five, six games. Right. Pretty close. If For a last second shot, if you had to run one play, which player would you run it for on the Rams? If you asked me this question at the beginning of the year, I would have said Ike Meyer. Um, he can shoot the rock flat out. Um, but a little star is emerging in the CSU backcourt and Dorian Green. Uh, the kid's playing better and better as the year progressive progresses. And uh, he's got the will in his eye. Um, he wants to take over. He wants to play better. Um, I'd give Green the ball, let him run a pick and roll. Uh and you know he'll make the smart decision to either pass it to the open guy or take the shot and nail it. Um, the thing about our team is you could really have a number of players take the last shot. You could throw it in the post to Iverson, or you can run a pick and roll with Hornung, or a penetration and kick with Green and Eichmeier or Bejarano. Um, that's one of the things about CSU that's so hard to stop is we, you don't, we don't have that one player that you know is going to get the ball. Which could be a problem at times, but um, it could also be a great benefit because um, the defense doesn't know where the play is going, and you truly have to guard all five players. Um, but I would run it for Green every time. He has made some big shots, especially yeah. in that Air Force game. Yeah, I'd run yeah. a Green pick and roll and right. let him do his thing. All right. So speaking of the Air Force game, as well as the New Mexico game, we've had multiple 40-point scores on the other team. Right. Uh, do you think this is just a coincidence or, or something that will continue? Is it a problem? Um, I don't know if it'll continue. Um, they're both great players. Uh, Michael Lyons can score the basketball. Um, he's the leading scorer in the Mountain West Conference. And Kendall Williams just <laughs> caught fire from the three-point line. That might have been a fluke, but he is an NBA caliber player. Um, the thing about it is early in the games where we uh, letting them take way too many open threes, which, uh, you know, as a formal basketball player, once you get in a rhythm, sometimes it just doesn't matter how covered you are um, or what angle or how far you are away from it. Once you get that stroke going, you just you feel it and you can't miss the rest of the night. Um, we need to disrupt them earlier on, and uh, hopefully the 40 points don't continue. But... Um, the thing about it is we beat Air Force with Lions scoring 40, and we were up six against New Mexico before Williams went on that last streak. Um, we had that game in hand, and uh, give, credit, give credit where credit's due to New Mexico. They uh, came back and uh, played like a veteran team. 
that's a good ball club, by the way. Um, I don't think it'll continue, but we do need to. It's more of a wake-up call, again, because um, we can't let that happen in the tourney. And now that it has happened, and even happened multiple times, maybe they'll focus more on it, you know? All right. So with our the success the Rams have been having this season, I mean, being ranked and since 54, I think. Right, I think a, a couple of people nationwide have mentioned our name. Yeah, for the first yeah, time we've, got, we've got some uh, publicity <laughs> here. Um, was this team success more a result of uh, Larry Eustachie's coaching, his ability in that, or is it just what he inherited from Tim Miles? Uh, I don't like that question, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a little of both. Um, Eustachie is a good coach. He's had success everywhere he's gone at Southern Miss in Iowa and now at CSU. Um, he did get a little lucky in inheriting a senior-rich team with some talent and cohesiveness to play together. Um, Tim Miles left the program in excellent shape, and you see she's kind of carrying the torch as of now. Um, I think where you say she will be better than Miles in is uh, his recruiting ability. And uh, we'll... This question will be answered more in the coming years than we can answer it now. Because um, he's a good coach. Most people know that. But uh, we'll see in the next two or three years um, what he can do with his own talent and uh, how far he can bring the CSU basketball program into the future. Uh, moving from uh, CSU now. We're gonna, oh, sorry. That was, our, that was our I Got Five On It segment. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> So now moving on to CU, the Buffs. Talk about the Buffaloes. Yep, they just beat Utah in the one one and only game of the week. Right, took care of business where business was uh, done to take care of. They got a big road trip coming up at uh, Stanford, then at Cal. Um, you see them going two and zero, one and one, zero and two. Seeing two road games. Um, I'll see. I'll say. I'll say two and zero. Two and I'll those. give it to him, yeah. Okay. Um, Cal's on fire right now. They're yeah. playing really well. Um, and Stanford's always a tough place to play. Uh, they'll probably beat Stanford. They just have too much talent. And then probably lose the Cal. Um, this CU team is probably looking at an 8 through 10 seed, depending on uh, how their season ends up. Um, that could be trouble in the tournament. Eight and nine. With the one seed? Yeah. Well, do you think a team like CU could beat Gonzaga if they're in the one seed? Yeah. I think they could. It just... I'd rather have them play in a, a two seed or a three seed. Yeah. They, they would play a two, they'd play a two seed, wouldn't they? If they, they got ten. If they were ten, yeah, they'd play the seven and then the winner of the two fifteen. Um... How far do you think this team can go? Because they have good guard play, which is crucial in the tourney. Um, they got some good young big men, and they have the veteran Roberson, who leads the nation in rebounding. Do you think they can go to the Sweet 16? Or is it all depending on matchups? Mm, I think they'll be out in the second round. I think they can advance, but I think I think the the. I don't know. This, the youthness. Yeah, this up, young team. Catches just, up to them. Yeah. Okay. They're inconsistent. Fair. I mean. They are very inconsistent. Yeah. 
But the thing about young teams is they are streaky. That is true. Young teams are very streaky. And if they go on another run in the Pac-12 tourney like they did last year, I'd say watch out. This Colorado team could be very dangerous in the tournament. All right. That's it for the Buffaloes? That's, I think that's all we got for the Buffaloes. We might do a five guy five line next time. Or something okay. for us. Right. Talk little, about it a little more. Give a little love to the Buffs. Yeah. What's next? So we got we got our weekly picks. Oh, baby. So last week, Tyler, of course, got his right. 2-0. Thank you. Kansas is uh, favored by 23. Covered rather. He covered that. TCU yeah. only scored nine points in the first half. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> ridiculous. Um... VCU, on the other hand, my pick, they did not cover. They almost. They, almost they were, I, I, was, I was waiting for it. But, but. that's okay, because we don't want that to happen. Remember, <laughs> the day of the week, you're going to bet against. So if you're going against Ian, you're 2-0. If you're going with me, you're 2-0. So if you're following our picks for the week, you're, or for the podcast, you're 4-0. Probably up a couple hundred bucks if you're betting it right. Yeah. Um, so I'm still trying to get that first win, though. So, but yeah, VCU I, was uh, go was favored by five, and then they were they won by four. Don't don't lose, don't win ever. Keep yeah. keep the viewers uh, padding or wadding their yeah. pockets. All right, we'll see we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, who you got for this week? This week, I'm gonna take Louisville at Syracuse. I don't think I don't think Louisville can win, but I believe they'll make it a close game, and I think they'll cover the spread. You're betting on the close game. Cover. Yes, yes. Wow. I think I think they see there's blood in the water at, at playing at Syracuse. You know, they already lost the season. You know, Syracuse just lost their longest streak. I do. Their longest home winning streak. And it, it can be done. Winning there can be done. <laughs> there's blood in the water. I think Twice they'll be motivated. I think Louisville will be motivated. Of course, they're gonna be motivated. It's a huge game. Yeah. You think they're gonna cover? I think they're gonna cover. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I and that's why they play the game. And Syracuse wait, is lost two in a row, and coming in, they're playing another good yeah, team. They're going to be mad, and they're going to be back at home. And they're they're gonna they're. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think we're going to cover this one. Well, the thing you have in favor for you in that game is that. You're betting on it to be a close game, which yeah. is possible. You're not betting on Louisville to win. Um, that'll probably be. Anywhere four to six points. Um, yeah, good luck on that one. Buddy. <laughs> uh, as for me, I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'll stay in the Big East and go to with the uh, Georgetown Hoyas over the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Uh, Georgetown's won like nine in a row. They're on fire. Otto Porter is playing out of his mind. Um, There's a Player of the Year candidate. Yeah, making his way into it strongly. Um, this Georgetown team's rolling. I don't really like JT3 as a coach, but um, if you're a player of Otto Porter's capabilities, anything can happen. Rutgers really isn't that good. It'll probably be a decent point spread again. Um, Georgetown's at home, though. Again, uh, they'll be looking to keep things rolling. Um, going into the Big East tournament and the season finale, I just think this will be a blowout from start to finish. Yeah. And that is, is that, all that, that is all we have today. Yeah. Remember, folks, follow us on Twitter, The Mile High Bias. Send us an email if you want, The Mile High Bias at Gmail, uh, with some suggestions or anything you like, anything you don't like. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're all about the fans. Let us know how you feel. And uh, as always, we'll see you next week. Good, okay.